Hi guys, welcome to A Peaceful Tomorrow. I'm here again with Alex and today we're looking at Mind Over Matter, a teen's guide to managing anxiety and panic attacks. Got my copy here and we're up to chapter two. Alex, if you'd like to say hello and start the show. Welcome back everybody. Yeah, we made some great progress last time. We've covered off some awesome topics in chapter one. So we're going to smash through chapter two whilst also allowing plenty of time to cover some interesting talking points as well. So chapter two, and I'll share my screen here so you guys can follow along. Um, and if you haven't got your copy of the book, get your copy of the book because it is a lot easier to read it from that than it is from a screen. But it's more comfortable. I, I find yeah, more chill. Yeah, I also randomly really like the smell of the pages. I think it's quite nice. It's something nice about having a physical book. Yeah, for and sure. Not, um, not the online one. But here we go. So chapter two, retraining your brain to combat your anxiety habits. How you can retrain your brain to become bulletproof against your anxiety triggers and habits. Once I had identified my triggers and patterns of anxiety, I knew that I needed to find a way to combat these feelings and build a defense mechanism against them. Therefore, I began to explore different methods for retraining my brain to create new neural pathways and to become more resilient. CBT taught me how to properly challenge and reframe my negative thoughts. Naturally, I did my fair share of research during that time, and in the end, I found that one of the most effective methods was cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT. This type of therapy helps individuals successfully identify and change negative thought patterns and behaviors that contribute to their anxiety. CBT taught me how to properly challenge and reframe my negative thoughts, which helped me significantly reduce my anxiety symptoms. Man, I was so happy when I noticed all of my hard work was finally paying off. Another technique I found helpful was exposure therapy. This type of therapy involves gradually exposing oneself to the things that trigger one's anxiety in a controlled and safe environment. Exposure therapy really assisted me in desensitizing my triggers and learning to manage my anxiety symptoms more effectively. On top of those techniques, I also found that mindfulness and meditation practices helped me to retrain my brain. By learning to focus my attention on the present moment, I was able to reduce my anxious thoughts and feelings. This practice helped me to become more resilient against my anxiety triggers and habits. In addition to practicing these techniques, I also made sure to practice excellent self-care and maintain healthy habits. These habits included getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, and exercising regularly. Implementing them into my daily life really helped to reduce my anxiety symptoms and markedly improve my overall well-being. I also made an effort to surround myself with supportive people who helped me feel understood and valued, and this allowed me to feel way more confident and capable of dealing with my anxiety. Retraining my brain to become more resilient against my anxiety triggers and habits was a key part of my journey to recovery. I fully believe that by using these tried and tested techniques and self-care habits that anyone can learn to retrain their brain to become more resilient against their anxiety triggers and patterns. Now, that was a lot of information, but also amazing points within that, specifically the CBT therapy side of things, just from personal experience with that. That is a very effective way of of dealing with like the feelings that you're feeling and just understanding. It's actually quite fascinating when you go back and understand the way you're wired that you realize why you're reacting to certain things and why certain things or situations make you feel perhaps more anxious than others. Um, I don't know if you've had any experience with that, James, but it is. No, I haven't. I haven't tried that. So that I definitely heard about it a few times. Like it's definitely a popular thing to try with anxiety and other, you know, 
mental conditions, but it's haven't actually given it a shot myself. So that's um, definitely find an expert to help you, you know, practice these things uh, would be advisable. Uh, what was the other one we had? CBT, exposure therapy. So that Michael just talking about earlier was like with the dogs and them, the dog yes. having anxiety. It's like exposing them gradually to a situation um, will help reduce that anxiety as they get more used to it mm-hmm. and more confident with like, you know, going, going to a shop. Then it's like going to, going into the shop. And then it's going like meeting the vet or like, you know, slow, slow and small gradual exposure is better for some dogs. I don't know about all dogs because I don't, haven't, I only noticed the anxiety in dogs once I got my own dog. Yes, me too. Yeah. <laughs> once you can see it and then you start recognizing it, don't you? Yeah. Before that, I didn't realize it was a thing. I was like, I, I had no idea. So yeah, slow, but in the same manner, we, can slowly gradually improve the situation by exposing ourselves you know dogs definitely the same thing um and was there any other points the yes um mindfulness and practicing those kind of like little life hacks like you know tracking sleep and improving sleep quality and those sorts of things yeah so for mindfulness have you heard of the heart math yes i think you've shared this with me yeah, did I share with this? I don't know if I shared it last chapter or just offline, but with you. But essentially, this little device, you clip it to your ear and it read their formula, reads your pulse and your heart, and you focus on your heart and it gives you a heart coherence. And the higher the coherence, the better you feel, essentially. And then you mm. learn to, you get that instant feedback. So you like, it's basically teaching you to focus or have mindfulness on your heart and gratitude, positive emotions. And you slowly increase the like levels. Like I started at level one and I was like, cool, I'm doing it. And then you, you up, up it and it gets harder and you learn to kind of hold like at the higher frequencies, but it changes everything. So if you, for example, if you have anxiety outside, you mm-hmm. can use this to help bring you down while you're outside so you feel safe in a in the situation or whatever that, you know, if it's being outside or as being in that situation with anxiety. So you can use it with the heart math, but the idea you don't need the heart math. The heart math is good just for training yourself. Yes. If you do it enough, you can just focus on your heart and create that environment within. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I I, I think you've shared that with me and offline like you said but i've not actually i didn't quite look into it far enough to understand that that's kind of how it works so that's kind of cool yeah they got a whole um uh documentary or webinar like an hour or two long i want to watch and dive into it's quite it's just fascinating the um the new technology that we come up with yeah that's brilliant i'm gonna have a a further look into that off the back of this for sure (laughs) um but we'll we'll continue going through this. So yes. we ended just there. So about the um, retraining the brain, following all those de- different techniques we've just discussed. So we're going to move on to the next section now, which is start small and simple. However, starting small and simple can be a helpful approach. Anxiety is a common experience for teenagers, and it can manifest in various ways. As you by now know, I can tell you from experience that dealing with anxiety can be pretty overwhelming and make it difficult to know where to start when it comes to managing it. However, starting small and simple can be a helpful approach. 
Understanding our habits can help in many areas of our lives. If you're interested in going deeper into habits, you can find more here, www.apeacefultomorrow.com forward slash habit dash book. Um, and if you've got the book, you'll have the link. Um, one of the simplest things you can do to manage your anxiety is to engage in deep breathing exercises. When we are anxious, our breathing becomes shallow and rapid, worsening our symptoms. Practicing deep breathing can help slow your heart rate and calm your nervous system. And you can try various deep breathing techniques, such as the four, seven, eight breathing technique, which is where you inhale for four seconds, hold your breath for seven and exhale for eight. And it's helpful to practice deep breathing when you're not experiencing anxiety as well, as this can make it easier to remember how to do it once you are feeling anxious. And as you know, practice makes perfect. I think that's a great point there. Yes. Go on. I've got some things to note that you can fire away. Yeah. All I was going to say is I think that's a really good point because in the moment when, when, you know, you're feeling panicky, it's very hard to then control that breathing. But I think if you're able to do it outside of those panicky moments or when you're having almost like an attack, it's, it's, it's easier then to implement it when you're in that moment. So actually practicing that breathing outside of it, um, of just the kind of worst moment is, is important. Yes. And like, if so talking about building habits yeah i find that say i want to practice this breathing technique whichever one you choose or just breathing out for longer um you go okay before i have a meal so there's already habits in place in your current life before i have a meal when i go to the bathroom when i wash my hands whatever that thing is pick something and attach the breathing to it so now when i go yeah. wash my hands i focus on breathing yes and it's Instead, instead of thinking about all the crazy things that are going on, I come to the moment and focus on the breath. I think that's a great point. And also you can do like similar to what's well, the same theory, but it's just instead of just assigning it to the thing in your mind, you can, if you're, every time you go and wash your hands, you can put something on the mirror, like a little post-it yes. note that just says, do the breathing or whatever it is to remind you that when you're doing it, you you need to do that. Um and that's that's a trigger point. So it, in the habit book, it'll go into it, but like that's a trigger point. So having and kind of generally a trigger, like when you have anxiety, there's a trigger point. So it may be like, hey, your mom tell or dad tells you off, or like something stressful happens. That's the trigger point. This is like creating your own positive trigger point where every mm -hmm. time I look in the mirror, I get that like, ah, I've got to breathe, and. Yeah. I was also having an interview with a mindfulness or health coach and she was talking about the, basically just breathing out longer. Yeah. That's meant to be the most important part, isn't it? Yep. So all we have to do is just breathe out longer and that'll be um, an effective thing as helping to calm down your anxiety. And also I've tried box breathing. So have you heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. So it's similar to this four, seven, eight. But it's essentially you hold your breath as kind of a, a Qigong style of breathing, which is like an ancient form of healing in China. Um, but it's like, so you have four breaths. So hold your breath for four. So one, two, three, four. You, you breathe in, one, two, three, four. You hold your breath for four, one, two, three, four. Then you breathe out again. And it's just, you do like a box. Yeah. Oh, that's quite cool. I see what and you're it, saying. And that's quite effective for slowing the mind down and coming back down to, and coming back into you. So, um, just in this last couple minutes, we've covered like multiple breathing techniques that you can use to bring your anxiety down. It's more a matter of remembering to do the thing when you're in the thing. 
Yes, absolutely. And I think like like I mentioned with the sort of sticky note, that's kind of a good little hack there to remind yourself and be accountable for it yeah. and not forget. Because when you're doing something that's mindless, you don't need to you don't your mind doesn't need to be present. You can be washing your hands is something like, you know, in the bathroom is just like something you don't even need to think about. So you, your mind can be busy doing the important stuff whilst doing that. So one thing people can do is when you're talking to someone, like I can talk to you now or listen to someone and generally when you're listening, but where your attention is. So if you're listening, a lot of people are like thinking about they what they want to respond. Yes. Instead of that, you can focus on your breath and still pay attention, but focusing on your breath. So you're kind of bringing yourself down, bringing your awareness back to you instead of like going off in the clouds and thinking of all these random things. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Making yourself present too. Yes, 100%. Important. Absolutely. Another simple thing you can do is to engage in physical activity. Exercise has been shown to be an effective way to reduce anxiety symptoms, and it helps release endorphins, chemicals in the brain that can improve your mood. Additionally, physical activity can help reduce stress and tension in the body. It doesn't have to be an intensive and long workout. Just a quick stroll or participating in a yoga class can also be helpful. You can also try to challenge the thoughts that are causing you anxiety. We often have automatic negative thoughts that can worsen our anxiety, such as I'm going to fail or I'm going to make a fool of myself. Challenge these thoughts by asking yourself, is that really true? Or what is the evidence for and against this thought? This can put things into perspective and reduce the power of negative thoughts. Additionally, making time for yourself and doing things you enjoy is essential. Engaging in activities that bring you pleasure can help reduce anxiety symptoms and improve your overall mood. Just think back at something you enjoyed doing as a child or even more recently. What brought you a smile or a feeling of contentment whenever you did it? It could be activities like reading, listening to music or spending time with your friends. And lastly, if you're feeling overwhelmed, feel free to reach out for help. Talk to a trusted adult such as a supportive, kind cousin, parent, teacher, or a counsellor, and they can provide guidance in helping manage your anxiety. Another helpful idea is to find support groups by people who are going through similar experiences. In summary, managing anxiety as a teenager can be a lot at times, but starting small and simple can make it much more manageable. Engaging in deep breathing exercises, physical activity, challenging negative thoughts, taking time for yourself and engaging in activities that you enjoy and seeking help when needed are simple yet effective ways to start managing your anxiety. Remember that it takes time to time and practice, but reducing anxiety symptoms and improving your well-being is absolutely essential. I think there's a few points there that are very key. I think the biggest one that stands out to me is doing things that brings you, that bring you joy, um, and not putting yourself in that in the position similar to well, actually not similar to the opposite of that kind of exposure therapy thought process of like you know doing the things that make you feel uncomfortable gradually and building them up over time the doing things you enjoy is kind of like making sure that whilst you're doing that you're still having a balance of doing things that are not triggering the anxiety keeping yourself happy and content and um and fulfilling that side of things too yeah exactly and it's finding so in today's world we're all like it's like there's so much to do like we're always trying to be busy busy Mm. is like the popular phrase but it's like instead of being busy what about being content what about being happy? Mm-hmm. What about fo- focusing on these emotions? So can can you create space in the day, block out time where you're like, this, at this particular time for an hour, whatever it is, I'm going to focus on something that brings me joy, not 
not something that I have to do, something yep. that just is your thing. It may be running, maybe exercise, it may be reading, and whatever the thing is that brings you joy, that like you when you do the thing, you or afterwards you're like, wow, I feel great. And it brings your nervous system down so you can relax. Yes, absolutely. That that is healing. So for example, I had an Ayurvedic massage. So Ayurvedic is a an ancient Indian science of healing. And the massage, like after it, I felt my energy level like I was like dropped. I was like back to earth. I was yeah stable, grounded, and I didn't have to run around and do things. I was like, I can just sit here. Like I don't need to do anything. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's good that you were able to recognize that that difference actually, and that you could feel the difference from it because I think that's what you want. Is once you've done something like that, is you want to be able to feel calmer, more relaxed, more centered. One hundred percent. Like. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, and this is where journaling can come in, can help you recognize that, um, that like, yeah, before I did this thing, I was feeling like, I know my anxiety was a 10. And then after I did this thing, my anxiety was a three. And then you can see, oh, that's the thing that did it. Or maybe after I did the thing before I was a two and then after it was a 10, like Mm -hmm. tracking how you feel when you do something before and after, like measure what matters. If this is a thing you want to heal and fix, you need to focus on healing you know measuring that metric so you can do something about it Um, yeah it's it's interesting i feel like the the journaling thing and making a note of things i've never really done that and i did it the other i've now started to do it and i started writing without thinking i had anything to write down and there was always something to write down so that's interesting isn't it because it just shows that how disconnected you can be from how you feel when you do start writing you realize actually there's all this stuff 100% and it's like I've just started as well and trying to build a habit is one thing but noticing that um what like your mind kind of like oh I can journal about that thing or like throughout the day it's like oh there's something to write about yeah it's kind of like your mind's focused and for example if you're focused on journaling good things you know your mind actually picks up oh that's a good thing to note I can do later on Yes. Um, so it's it's interesting once you build the habit how the mind goes from maybe thinking what 80 percent of people think negative thoughts mm-hmm. god it's just crazy isn't it over repetitive so no wonder many people are sad anxious and depressed because they're always just thinking 80 percent negative stuff yeah. um, and that's where mindfulness and all these things we're talking about can help with the exercise, this has been proven 100% to increase the feel-good feel endorphins. So mm-hmm. even 20 minutes a day, a light, casual walk, yoga, something to kind of get your heart rate up. It doesn't have to be strenuous, but just get it up enough so your body releases the stuff it needs to feel better. Yeah, absolutely. Get your yeah. lymphatic system moving. 100%. And then... For the connecting with like-minded people, so we have an app, app at uh, apeaceultomorrow.com, and people can go there and join a group and connect with people that are striving to do the same thing as you. Brilliant. So a great support system. Get the support you need. Take the action. This is the thing. Like, most people won't take action. Take action. Do something yeah. for your own good. Like, it's whatever you do. when you start seeing a change. Yes, when you take different actions, you'll get different results. Yeah, excellent. Cool, let's continue. Good sleep. So good sleep is essential for maintaining physical and mental well-being. A lack of sleep can contribute to a number of bothersome health health issues, including anxiety. 
People with anxiety often have trouble sleeping and a lack of sleep actually worse, or sorry, can worsen anxiety symptoms. And therefore, it makes sense that one of the most important ways to help manage anxiety is to ensure you get enough quality sleep. When we sleep, our brains are able to process and consolidate information from the day, which helps to improve memory and learning. Additionally, good sleep can help to reduce inflammation in the body, which is thought to be a contributing factor in the development of anxiety. Establish a consistent sleep schedule. So before you continue, yes. with with sleep, it affects everything. Like the the expert on sleep who studied it 25 years, he's like, seven hours is like seven to nine hours. If you had less than that, problems start occurring. So if you're having yeah. less than seven hours sleep, the average person will run into other like problems throughout the rest of your life. So prioritize sleep. There's also other theories where it's a quality, not the quantity of sleep. So you can train yourself to have like less hours sleep, but you can have a better, deeper sleep mm-hmm. to, to the same effect. So if you're you're at school and you just can't focus, like when when I've been working night shift, it's just been like, oh, like it's like what am I doing mm. awake? Oh yeah, I'm on nights. Like yeah, it's a weird thing, and it definitely affects everything else. Um, and just a side note on memory: if you learn something, so if you're wanting to learn something, if you do a uh, savasana pose or like something that relaxes your mind state at the end of the learning session, um, your brain basically processes at about twenty x the speed. So say you want to learn something, you, you learn it, and then you relax. And yeah. if you can relax, get your like cognitive mind out the way, your brain can actually process it and absorb it quicker mm-hmm. to then go and um, learn more. Like it's, that's amazing. it's it's not always grind. Yeah, I know. But that's what a lot of the culture kind of drills into us, isn't it? Yes. And the trick is to actually focus on the important thing, which is your sleep and get getting enough of it. Yes, um, like this This will change everything if you can mm. get good sleep, which can be hard if you're a, or a teenager and, and you know, you want to go out and party and, and do, with the, do with these things, sure, like, but have some priority, like some routine where you are getting enough and there's all these devices nowadays. Um, I've just ordered a, not the aura ring, but a, an actual sleep ring. So it's designed for sleep mm-hmm. and that's all it does. And you just put it on at night and it does all those metrics. So there's many, or the Apple watches or whatever. Um, if you want to go down the tech side, there's cool gadgets that can help nowadays, which are really cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've looked into that aura ring many, many times and um, never taken the plunge. Um, but I think it is important to get an eye, to have an eye on, on what's going on there so that you're able to kind of, you know, make a change if you if you feel it might make an improvement. Hundred um, percent. Measure measure what matters. If you want to improve your sleep, if you want to like pick, and this is all the advice we're talking about and giving. It's pick one thing that resonates with you, yeah, and then do that one thing, and then stack once you've got that one thing down. Instead of trying to overwhelm you, you know, with fifty things, I've got to do everything. <laughs> no, that's just creating more anxiety. Just. Pick whatever you feel is the most important for you at this stage, at this time in your life, and then Absolutely. go. Absolutely. What? Which one? Which sleep tracker did you go for in the end? Just out of interest. Um, it's like sleep to go or something. I'll have to find it. Okay, I'd, I'd yeah. be interested in looking at that because it'd be cool to know if there's one that just does the sleep side of things without having to wear it all the time. 
Yeah, that's what I was, you know, I, I figured these people specialize in just the sleep where you've got the, you know, the other companies and things like, you know, the, the Apple watch, it does everything. So yeah. some device that focuses just on sleep, ideally they should dive deep and have better metrics and guide guidelines essentially. So yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Very cool. So on that note, we're going to go through establishing a consistent sleep schedule. You can do several things to improve your sleep. And there is actually a link here, um, which is www.apeacefultomorrow.com forward slash quiz dash for dash sleep. Um, and what's on that link, James? So that's a quiz. Should I click on it? Uh, no, that's all good. We'll we'll let that. Okay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a surprise. So I'll leave it. I, I switched yes. off the tab just as you did it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so yeah, if you want to analyze your sleep, have the sleep quiz that we've created, give it a shot and see what score you get and then take some steps to try and improve it. That's that's the goal. And it's, it's not uh, so scientific where you get the device and it gives you like minute by minute things, but yeah. it's like it's a baseline to at least have like, um, for example, do the test. And then have, you know, focus on getting seven hours sleep and see if you feel better or like do more exercise during the day. See that gives you like then do the test afterwards. Like so it's kind of yeah. like just giving you a baseline without having to spend much money or any money to you know do the quiz. It's like a free thing. So, yeah, excellent. Cool. Um one of the most important ones is to establish a consistent sleep schedule. Going to bed and waking up at the same time each day can help regulate your body's natural sleep-wake cycle, making it easier to fall asleep and stay asleep. Creating a relaxing bedtime routine, such as reading or a warm bath, is also essential to your body that it's time to sleep. Another important factor in sound sleep is creating a comfortable sleep environment. This means keeping your bedroom dark, quiet, and at a comfortable temperature. Additionally, it's important to avoid using electronic devices for at least an hour before you go to bed, as the blue light emitted by these devices can suppress the production of melatonin, a hormone that regulates sleep. I think that's a huge thing to note in, yep. in today's society. Get off the phones or TVs, computers an hour before bed. Yeah, I like, agree. Or if you're going to go on them, at least have some blue block glasses so the light doesn't trick your body to be like, oh, I should be awake. Yeah. And I've that seen that from like the actual Fitbit that I wear. It's like I have a deeper sleep basically if I am blocking that light out before I go to bed. So it definitely has yeah. an effect. That's interesting. Um I was going to say something about which is that actually on a lot of on my phone now which is an, an iphone they have uh a blue light removal sleep schedule so that you can set it so that the the light that's being emitted as the sun goes down is orange light so that it it's like i don't know if you if anybody's used like flux on the computer or anything like that yeah, i use that on the phone i just have that on the phone the whole time oh perfect yeah yeah so mine is similar it's just it it's on the um on the settings it's just called night shift and it just makes it orange yeah and yeah. also there's phones now that are kind of like e-ink phones eating phones e-ink do you know what e-ink e e -ink is no so e-ink is what your Kindle is made of. So it's paper. It's like, so normal screens push the blue lights at you. So you're kind of like staring at the sun. Or you, That's you, cool. That's that's what it's like. Whereas e-ink 
is more like it just puts the ink on the thing and it's more like paper. So it's a different, mm. it doesn't push the light at you. It's just yeah. like different uh, way of doing the same thing. It's not as, it's like the technology is newer and it's not, um, it's much it more intrusive. Expensive. Yeah, but it, it, for your eyes, like I could, I can read on my Kindle and I'm fine. If I read on an iPad computer or whatever, I can feel the effect after a certain time that, oh, I've like it's affecting the, the light is affecting how my eyes are. Yeah. Um, but there's actually, you can spend like, a, there's a whole screen now. You can get a 27 inch screen in this e ink technology for about two or four grand. I think they charge for it. Yeah. So it's, it's quite expensive. But if you're staring at the screen all day, mm. you no longer have that light pounding in your eyes. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's, so it's constant, isn't it? Yeah. It's constant. And that's, it's like, you can watch videos on it. Like the technology has gone enough that you can watch videos and do all these things. It's not perfect. And the mouse is like pixelated because it's slower. It's not like smooth. Mm. So there's, it's not quite there where it's good enough, but I, I personally want to get one when it gets, the technology gets good enough. Yes, absolutely. Cause then, and like, so they're even um, coming out with color now. So there's going to be a color Kindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out shortly. So slowly and surely the technology is going to get good enough where this e-ink can be used to like to read and to be on computers. And definitely when it comes down in price, I want to get get that because I'm on the computer all day and that's just going to help with the staring at these screens. Yeah, that's really interesting though. Very, very cool. Um, yes. That's I've been, I've seen those things like the Remarkables before which yes. are like those notepads. Yeah. Exactly. I, I like, thought that's a great concept. It's like a remarkable, and you can even, there's another, oh, I can't remember the brand name, but there's another one where you can literally pu- plug it into your um, computer. So it's having a second screen, but the second screen is e-ink. Mm, very cool. And that's a bit cheaper. I was looking at getting that that one mm. as a kind of go-between because yeah, reading documentations, like reading this book, you could just, reading this, you could like have it on that screen. So you just start kind of like reading paper. Yes, rather than having the intrusivity. Mm. Yep. A lot better. 100%. There are other things you can do to help manage your anxiety that may indirectly improve your sleep as well. And these include the previously mentioned practices of regular exercise, mindfulness practices such as meditation and yoga, and cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT a type of talk therapy that can help you identify and change negative thought patterns contributing to your anxiety. It's important to remember that everyone's sleep needs are different and that what works for one person may not work for another. However, rest assured that by implementing these practices, you're on a path of hope and healing to managing your anxiety and improving your overall health and well-being. Becoming more self-aware and making a positive change, anxiety affects one in three teens and you are not alone. Does the term self-awareness ring a bell for you? If you are like me, you might have heard a lot of talk about this buzzword, especially in the last few years. And self-awareness is an integral part of managing anxiety as a teenager. It involves understanding and recognizing your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, and how they may affect your stress levels. By becoming more self-aware, you can take steps to make positive changes in your life and improve your overall well-being. One way to increase your self-awareness is to keep a journal. We were just talking about this. Writing down your thoughts, feelings, and experiences can help you identify patterns and triggers contributing to your anxiety. Additionally, it can be helpful to reflect on your journal entries 
giving you insight into your emotions, your behaviors, and thoughts. You can also use a journal to express your thoughts and feelings without the pressure of external judgment. Another way to increase your self-awareness is to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness involves paying attention to the present moment and accepting it without judgment. This can help you to become more aware of your thoughts, emotions, and bodily sensations and understand how they may be related to your anxiety. There are lovely different exercises such as meditation, yoga, and tai chi that can help foster mindfulness gently and gradually. So on that, I remember um, years ago now, but I did tai chi for, I know, in the morning for like 20, 40 minutes or whatever, and I went to this job that I was going to, and the guy's like, you seem so calm and chill. That's amazing. The first comment that he gave me. That's so good. Okay, well, that had an effect. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good, though. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you feel the difference. And I felt calm and chill. And then I I remember, like, I don't know, a couple hours or, you know, halfway through the day, I was like, oh, I've lost it now. I've lost that (laughs) calmness. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yet another avenue to grow your self-awareness muscle is talking to others about your anxiety. Sharing your experiences and getting feedback from others can help you to gain a new perspective and understand yourself better. Finding a supportive person to talk to, such as a counsellor, therapist, or a trusted friend or family member is essential. Yeah. Self-aware. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a huge thing that like, you know, it's more acceptable to talk now, whereas we, before it was like, I don't know your parents parents or like hold things in yeah yeah like it's better to express and talk and share and process and then you kind of a you stop ruminating over the thing Mm -hmm. and and your body and your mind can like process it and you feel better and maybe maybe you come to a different conclusion uh or resolution that you didn't have before you know, like because you've expressed it and you've got another opinion, you've like got this other viewpoint where you're like, ah, actually it is okay. Or, ah, I know what to do now. What next step to take? Yep. And so, I think it is really important to choose that person that you're sharing with really carefully yes. and yeah, make yeah, sure that they're, you know, a, a non-judgmental, non-biased. Because Yeah, you don't want to share something caring. like, ah, oh, you're blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Yes. <laughs> or for somebody to devalue those feelings. I think a lot of people who perhaps don't understand how anxiety affects individuals, it's not the right person to speak to. You need to speak to somebody who gets it, who has either been through it or knows it, to who, who can relate to it and, and understand you and where you're coming from, basically. Yes, and that's where it may not be... Yeah, it may not be your parents or it may not be your friend. Like you can kind of test the waters, see what their uh, response is. And yep. then don't you don't have to go deeper. You can go, oh, okay, cool, and then move on and keep looking for someone else if it's like doesn't resonate with you. Exactly. And that's the trick, isn't it? I think it's like making sure that, I mean, you can try talking to loads of people if you want to, and then you're going to soon and quickly find out who's the right person to speak to and who's not. You're going to get the right information. 100%. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like from my standpoint, uh, it's been interesting finding people who you can approach and talk to about certain things because it's very clear. Like you, ha- you, you'll know the people in your life that's like you would talk to them about something, but perhaps not another thing. Um, yes, that's that's big. So, for example, one one person you might be able to talk about exercise. That's their thing. They love talking about exercise, but you talk to them about books, they're like, nah, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you may need different people 
to talk about different things. hundred percent. I think that's a valid point. Yeah. And I think as well, it's just like, once you've, once you've found somebody who you can rely on, stick with it, continue with it. And you'll, you know, they'll be there to support you. Sure. Self-awareness is not about finding faults, but about understanding yourself. And with this understanding, you can start to take steps towards positive change. For instance, you can begin to challenge negative thoughts or behaviours that may be contributing to your anxiety and replace them with more positive thoughts or behaviours. You can also seek new experiences that positively challenge you, such as joining a new club or trying out a new hobby. In summary, becoming more self-aware can be a very valuable step towards making positive changes and keeping a journal, practicing mindfulness, talking to supportive others and reflecting on your thoughts and behaviours can help you better understand yourself, how you are wired and how you may be contributing to your anxiety. With this knowledge, you can start making positive changes in your life, such as challenging negative thoughts or behaviours and seeking new experiences. Remember that progress takes time but small steps towards change can make a big difference in managing your anxiety. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. We're so used nowadays. Like, I want to watch a movie, click. Yes, exactly, the instantaneousness. And then I feel like, especially if I'm anxious or scared or wor- whatever emotion I'm trying to avoid right now, I can watch a movie and forget about everything Yep. instantly. So it's actually harder to go, oh, I feel like anxious. What can I do consciously with awareness to help process it versus escape it? Because escaping may be good in the short term, like you escape the emotion, but long term, you're you're not learning or growing. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. You're distracting yourself and you want to actually feel that, be, sit with it and understand it so that you know how to n- not have it again. Yeah. 100%. And on like when like we'll we'll end here but retraining your brain like that's our next topic so stay tuned for that when we hit the next episode but just to touch on that as like you want to do different things because Mm -hmm. so for example people feel less anxious when they're traveling yeah right because they're getting lots of new impressions and then your brain is less active because it's taking in all this new information and building neural pathways. Whereas if you go the same route every day to school um, or do the same thing every day, your brain is lazy and it's like, Oh, I don't need to, you know, put energy into know what's happening. I already know. So it can like go on these weird tangents and spend energy, you know, getting anxious or what or yeah. these thoughts, which are like more pressing. Oh, I've got this test or like whatever it may be. So try and do different things, whether that's just walking a different way to, mm. to school that does something or do different exercises. So say you're going, say you're going to the gym and you're always doing this certain routine, mix it up, change it yeah. up. And that actually builds new neuropathways in your brain like you, you're not only doing new exercises for the actual muscles themselves, but your brain is changing and they've proven that. And like, I don't know, there was this, if you know, there's a 80 year old bodybuilder. 80 year old. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, if you watch Chris Hemsworth on limitless, yeah. there's this 80 year old bodybuilder there and she's like, has That's a amazing. like amazing body and she's won awards. Yeah. Um, and that just shows like, if you put in the effort, you can get like really good. Re- the age doesn't matter. Like if yeah. you put in the effort, you can get remarkable results. And her body's like, what the? That's really interesting. I mean, 
I mean, 80 years old and being able to do that. But what you're, the principle of it is right. I think it is important to shake up what it is you're doing because also variety, Not it's not only... Um, it's not only keeps your brain active, but it gives you a different experience each time. So like something that may actually be triggering you, if you change the way you do it or do do it differently, you may find that it doesn't. And so I think the whole thing is, is a healthy thing to do. That being said, I'm sure there are people out there that find comfort in repeating the same task over and over again. But even so, it's worth testing doing something different to see if it changes the way you feel off the back of it. Um, no. yeah, For sure. There's always, there's, there's, you know, there's, um, Tony Robbins talks about the six different human needs and yeah. one of them is variety and one of them is like certainty. So yeah. we need both. And depending upon the person, like one person may need more variety or one may need more certainty, which, which value they put first. So mm-hmm. again, it's, this is where journaling and trying to understand ourselves not someone else. Like yes. you need to understand how you are wired and where you are at and then also decide, hey, I want to work on this and go this direction. I want to be the, like, pick role models. I want to be a bodybuilder. So great, find, you know, bodybuilders that are doing the thing or whatever it is and model them and, you know, learn and grow in a yeah good manner. Absolutely. I think this is a really good chapter because there's a lot of stuff that can be actioned off the back of it. And so I yeah. feel like it's good to kind of make notes um, as you go through and just take out what you want to try, write it down and, and give it a go. Yeah. Um, and that that's the other thing. So with the app we're doing, you can, as you're going along, if you have the app, app.apeacefulforum.com, log in and you can create a goal. So you can have a goal and so you can try different things. So if you want to do something, put the goal in and then you can talk about that goal and you can see other people, what they're doing in your group um, yeah. and kind of cheer each other on or learn from what you've done or what didn't work as you go through because the it's like we're taught in school to fail is bad. Yeah. To fail is to learn. Exactly. So learn as much as you can and the best way to learn is to fail <laughs> yep and don't be scared of the failing part like you know just because no, something doesn't work it's not the end of the world <laughs> no accept it it's a part of life like how mm-hmm. did like the we see all these like um i don't know olympic gold medalists how did they get that good they failed a lot so many times so many times and practice so but they failed and they kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. Yeah. And then eventually out of, you know, how many people applied in the country and then like, you know, all this process, all this work and energy they put in to get this medal. So it takes a lot of effort in a direction to get a result. It Absolutely. doesn't just happen. And a lot of the time, if it's in business or like, you know, you see someone who's successful, or even at school, you see someone that's like good at basketball. You're like, oh, ah, yeah. you'd never be that good. No, you could, do you, if you want to. You just have to put in all the time, energy, and effort. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Cool, guys. So on that note, we'll wrap up. Make sure you've got a copy of your Mind uh, Over Matter book, and I uh, will see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys in. next time. <laughs>